Welcome to the Rocky and Mike show for this week's edition. I know it's been a couple more days than it usually is, but, you know, we had a couple things to take care of this week, and, you know, um, we're back at it, though. We're ready to recap week two of the exciting week in the NFL. An exciting week. It was a good week. Interesting, intriguing storylines. A lot of injuries. Teams, teams, you know, rattled up. We'll have to we'll discuss why that's happening. Is there a reason? Is it just a coincidence? So much to get to, you know. So many headlines: Tom Brady playing better, Drew Brees playing worse, losing last night to the Las Vegas Raiders. So many things to get to, and uh, we'll get right started. But first, I just want to tell you to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter at Rocky and Meisty. That's at R O C K Y A N D M E I S T Y. That's Instagram, Twitter. Reach out to us if you have any questions or suggestions. We've been getting pretty good feedback recently. I think people are liking the show, Meisty. No. I think people are loving it. I have questions coming in all the time, and uh, we try to answer all of them here on the show. Absolutely. We love, love interacting with you. Please, we're open to suggestions. We know we can improve. We know there are several areas which we can improve. So please, please reach out to us with all your questions. If you just want to talk about sports, that's fine as well. Let's get started. Thursday Night Football felt like a century ago, but it was in reality only four days ago. Baker Mayfield, following his Terrible performance against the Baltimore Ravens in week one, only putting up six points. He played very well against a bad Bengals defense. He played very well. He played through a bad pick at the end, led the Browns to their first win of the season, had a clutch drive at the end of the game to ice it. What did you think about Baker's performance Thursday night, if you can remember? <laughs> I, I do remember Baker's performance. I thought he was lo- he looked locked in. Um, I love when he sometimes you saw him, he, said, he throws a touchdown. And he's the first player down the field celebrating with his teammates. Um, that's when I like, I'm, you're like, I know that Baker's locked in. He's ready to roll. Um, and you can just see it in him. He wanted to win more than anything at, uh, Thursday night. Yeah, I agree with you. Baker's the guy that has no issue getting fired up for games. When he makes a big play, he'll let you know. That's the way Baker is. Yeah. And there, um, there's to that there's a good part to that bad side to that but it showed up on monday on thursday night in a good way and he was out there firing on all cylinders he looked great looked accurate throwing the ball down the field all sides except for that one bad interception he threw at the end of the game played a very polished and a very good game and uh, a much needed win for the cleveland browns so we all know that the cleveland browns are very talented but is it so with the Ravens beating them last week, how good are the Ravens based off the fact that they just stopped the Browns offense the way they did? Does it say that the Ravens are even better? Cause they did it again this week against Deshaun Watson when they just steamrolled them. Well, there's no question. I mean, uh, you know, the Ravens are legit. We've seen that over the last year. We've seen that over the first couple of weeks of the season, but at the, at the, at this, and you have to give the Ravens credit for doing that to a very solid Cleveland Browns team, despite the fact that they struggled last year and they struggled to get anything going offensively last week, you still have to give the Ravens credit because that's a talented team with a guy like Baker Mayfield, and we see what he could do as he displayed Thursday night and in his rookie season, and in some games last year, we see what he could do. So, of course, you have to give the Ravens credit, but you also have to realize that when that Browns team struggles, they really struggle, and they fail to get anything going. But at the same time, they were able to get something going this week against the Bengals. It's not this. Yes, it's true that they played against a subpar team, a really bad team in the Bengals and not a very good defense, but he was able to take advantage of it, and therefore he should be credited for that. So the Browns played a good game, a bounce-back game. It's encouraging to see that. I'm not saying that they're back on track now. I'm not saying Baker is back to old Baker. It's funny to say old Baker when he's only 
what it is, right? Back to his rookie year, Baker. And uh, I, I'm not saying that, but it's definitely encouraging to see the way they perform Thursday night. Well, I, it, at the end of the game, it was 35-30. I know it didn't really come down to that, but um, Joe Burrow, that offensive line is awful. And Miles Garrett, he just ate on it. Um, I believe he had multiple sacks. I'm trying to find exactly how many sacks he had. No, he only had one. So Miles and Miles Garrett only had one sack, but he pressured him numerous times. Um, and yeah. they just kept eating Joe Burrow. And he's if they can't protect him, it's going to be a lot of issues in Cincinnati. They're going to be looking at the next first pick if they can't protect him. <laughs> wow, back-to-back, how would that be? And uh, I agree with you. I think it's even more impressive that Joe Burrow was able to put up a pretty good performance Thursday night, despite the fact, like you said, that he was under duress all day, or all night, I should say. He was 37 for 61, threw over 60 passes, but completed 37 of them. He was moving the ball down the field considering the circumstances. I think he's played very well for the first two weeks. I'm not saying he's looked like all that, but he's looked like a very solid quarterback on one of the worst teams in football with bad protection. And he looked good. He he needs to be protected better. That's the bottom line. They need – the Bengals need to sign offensive linemen. They need to draft offensive linemen. They need to find ways to protect their their star quarterback or their future quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he looks really good. He's not making mistakes is something that I find. He, has zero, he had zero interceptions. Um, he was actually the first rookie in NFL history to have 60-plus uh, passing attempts with no interceptions. So, I mean, I don't know what that means. I don't know how good of a stat that is. It's a stat that it was put out there. Um, so, um, but he he looks really good protecting the ball, throwing it. There's a bright future if they can put the right pieces around him. Absolutely, and it's always good to see rookies not making mistakes that rookies normally do, but we'll see how he progresses throughout the season. Moving on next to the uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals. I think we'll move on to that one next. We'll yeah. get to football later, even though I put that. We'll get to Sunday football later, and we'll, we'll, we'll skip to the Arizona Cardinals. What did we say last week? We said that the Cardinals need to let Kyler Murray use his legs more, and that's exactly what he did. With two rushing touchdowns, they look good. Doubled up the Washington football team, taking a fifty to a, what it was a thirty to fifteen victory. One hundred fifty-eight rushing yards. He looked good on the ground. He looked good in, in, through the air. Kyler Murray stars off the season on a strong note. What do you say? I think that he's doing what you know the Ravens allowed Lamar Jackson to do um, last year, where they said, "All right, you know what you're good at. You do it." And he's using his legs. He's got DeAndre Hopkins, which I mean, you put that on your Hopkins with most quarterbacks in the league, and you're going to have a show. So he's, he's got the legs. He's got the receivers. They got they – got, they, you know, they have, a, they have a process. They're going to have to go through a lot because they have a tough division. They don't have the easiest schedule. Um, but they went up against a tough defensive line, and they, they still put up a great numbers. Unbelievable. Kyle Maria, as I said, MVP. I mean, he's – it's going to be a very tough MVP race this year because there's a lot of people playing out of their mind. But in my in my opinion, Kyler Murray is, is, you know, my vote for MVP. So we'll see what happens. And you made a good prediction last week. It's looking pretty good as you predicted that Kyler Murray would be in the MVP race. It's looking good. He's looking good. Um, and he really, he like you said, he did damage to that Redskins, to that, I'm sorry, football team's defense. And, <laughs> and, um, and they have a good front seven. They do, and we saw that last week against the Eagles. They really put on pressure, and the, and, the, and the Rams did not have nearly, which we'll get to, the Rams did not nearly have nearly as much success against that Eagles 
offensive line this week. And yet we saw what the Washington football team did to Carson Wentz, putting him under pressure on over 40% of his snaps. And yet Kyle Perry was still able to scramble. He was still able to throw the ball over the field effectively. It was very impressive. It's very encouraging. The Cardinals are 2-0. and I'm not necessarily saying that the Cardinals are going to be one of those teams that make, like you said, they're in the tough division. I, I, I don't think they're a shooting for the playoffs. I, I don't know if they will make the plus. With the seven wild cards, it's more feasible. But I agree with you. He's looked impressive. Well, with the 49ers and all their injuries, which we'll have to get to eventually in the show, I mean, it's it's the the chances for the Cardinals to make that that a playoff spot is getting is seems like it's getting better and better, um, but we'll have to see what happens with like Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, um, stuff like that. Absolutely, and Kyler Murray's on a rookie contract. You got it's his second year, so they're able to surround him with talent. They have the financial capacity to do that, so that's always an yeah. advantage. And on the other side of the ball, the Redskins' offense—they barely got anything going. Late, they got a couple. They had a couple scoring drives. It was too much, too little, too late. Dwayne Haskins hasn't looked hasn't looked all that great early on. We'll see. He's, he's still. I'm not going to give up on him. I think he still has a chance to have successful have a successful NFL career. But he looks to be more of a game manager at this point. Do you think that Alex Smith comes? Is it Alex Smith? Yeah, Alex Smith is the one that their quarterback. Um, do you think he ever comes back to play for them, or is that like? Just never really going to – because it seems like he wants to come back. The question is, will they bring him back? That's a good question. I don't think the football team is in uh, win-now mode. I think Washington is, you know, looking for, for the future. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is going to give them victories this year, despite them being in a in a, in a the, probably the easiest division in football. I don't think that they're looking to win this year. And Alex Smith would be a win-now type of guy in his upper 30s. Let's see what Dwayne Haskins can do. Let's see how he can develop. Let's see how he can play throughout the season. And I think that's what the Redskins are going to do. They're going to they're going to put him out there, and they're going to let him prove to them that he can play in this league. The, the that whole division seems to try to be social distancing from first place. Yes, it's true. <laughs> None of them want to win. That's a, that's a, we'll get to the Eagles in a second. Um, something I wanted to discuss, which is part of that, of course, I wanted to discuss something that I was I was wrong person. I, I I we said a couple weeks ago. We have to admit when we're wrong on the show. I personally was wrong because, yes, I, 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 I said that Brady – we said Brady will have a better chance to succeed this week against a, a weak Panther defense, and he did, in fact, just that. But I didn't think he had the arm strength anymore. I thought he was on the decline. He proved me wrong this week. He's one of the, he put up one of the best performances in the past week. I mean, even though the numbers the, the numbers on paper might not look like it, you got to remember the Bucks dropped seven passes, including two touchdown passes – in this past week, in this past week's game against the Panthers, he had the he, had, he was tied for the most big time throws of the week. He was the fifth most accurate quarterback of the week. I think PFF graded him as the second best quarterback this week. He was very, very good. He put up a stellar performance and he made throws down the field. Like I said, four, four big time throws. He was able to throw. He looked better than Tom Brady looked last year. He looked like he was getting. And, and you were spot on. You said when Mike Evans comes back, it's going to make a huge difference. Mike Evans came back over 100 receiving yards. He helped Tom Brady mightily. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Tom Brady can keep it up. I, I think that Mike Evans, like I said, will help him. But I think that it, it does slow him down. Um, as, as the season goes on, I think he does um, – he gets, like, worse and worse as the season goes on. So we'll see what happens with Brady – and that situation, but um, the Panthers just their secondary is awful, and so we'll see what happens. But I, I think Brady's not going to be as good. But Mike Evans for sure is helping him. 
Um, but I didn't think he was going to have such that, that good of a game. A very good game. Yeah, yeah he played very well. And I, I understand, yeah, like we mentioned last week, and as you're saying right now, yes, the Panthers have a weak defense, a bad secondary. He was able to take advantage of that. But the fact of the matter is he didn't play that bad against the Saints last week. He was just, you know, much below what, Tom Brady, what, what we're used to from Tom Brady. But now he put up a great performance, so he's been looking convincingly well over the first two weeks of the season if you put them together. So that's really what encourages me about Tom Brady. Like you said, I don't know if he's going to continue this performance throughout the year. He's 43 years old. He could very much be on the decline. And he's not, he doesn't look quite as good as he did, of course, two years ago when he won the Super Bowl, when he was Tom, one of the you know, one, one of, if not the best quarterback of all time. But it does look convincing through the first two weeks of the season. He's proved me wrong. He's looked a lot better. I don't know about you, but he's looked a lot better than I thought he would look. That's correct. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. And, uh, you know, Panthers just ran into a, a Bucks defense, shut them down. You know, I mean, like we've talked, we discussed Terry Bridgewater last week, and I said, I don't get what the fuss is about. I said, maybe he'll dis- disprove me against a uh, good Bucks defense this week. He did not. Uh, sure enough, he d- did not play very well, and the, Buc- the Panthers as a whole did not play very well. But you know who did play well? Gardner Minshew. I mean, this guy's tearing up the league. No, I wouldn't go that far. But he's making good throws. You know, he had a very solid game again. Almost gave the Jags an upset against the Titans. I mean, he was really – the Jags are not going to be able to tank with Gardner Minshew. No, they're definitely not going to be able to tank. And, uh, and for those who think that they are trying to tank, I mean, we don't know what the front office is thinking, but no player in the league really tanks at the end of the day. Everyone goes out and tries the hardest to win. Um, like you said, it was such a close game. Um, I was I was rooting for the Jaguars to win. Um, and we'll see what happens there. I forgot who their next opponent is, um, but uh, they had a good game. I would, and Gardner Minshew played great once again. Um, I'm trying to find his numbers, but um, the Jaguars yeah, playing Thursday night against the Miami Dolphins. So all right, that is correct. Oh. That's going to be an interesting game as well. Yeah, that's certainly a winnable game. So we'll see if he can put up good numbers again. The season he's looked very impressive. He's, I'm not saying he's been Tom Brady, but he's he's looked. He's made solid throws. He's made some bad throws. He's made some good throws. He's put them in position to win two times in a row. Um, and the opposition, Ryan Tannehill, has played great the first two weeks of the season. He's played great. I mean, you know, last year obviously put up a great performance and got them to the AFC Championship game. And we're all thinking, well, this guy's mid- he's middle-aged. You're going to rely on him consistently playing at a high level? So far, he's proved this wrong. I didn't think Tannehill was going to have nearly as good of a year as he did last year. I didn't think he was going to improve performance. But through the first two weeks of the season – Monday Night Football last week, and then against the Jaguars this week. He's put up good numbers. He looks great this year. I still think he's going he's gonna to middle out. I mean, how can a guy that was so mediocre, or below mediocre even, for so many years just make a resurrection at this point in his career? It's very rare. It happens, but it's very rare. What do you think about Ryan Tannehill going forward? I'm not a big fan of Ryan Tannehill. I think that last year was more of a fluke. Derrick Henry was unstoppable last year, um, and – it started with that, and he just handed it off to him. It made him look better. With Derrick Henry running the ball like the way he was, more receivers had more opportunities when they did throw the ball. So that definitely helps. So now that we're in this stage again where Derrick Henry is not playing the Derrick Henry that he played at the end of last year in the playoffs, he's playing normal Derrick Henry, normal from what he was at the beginning of last year, that those throwing opportunities are going to be taken away slowly until unless Derrick Henry starts getting going again, then Ryan Tannehill can get going again. And it took a 49-yard field goal with a minute and a half left to uh, squeeze by the Jaguars for the Titans. So that certainly looked 
convincing for Gardner Minshew, although I don't know if it looked convincing for the Jaguars because they're probably looking after Trevor Lawrence. In any case, we'll move on to the aforementioned Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles who continue to struggle. Uh, Carson Wentz was the single most inaccurate quarterback of the week, and he did not play well. Lane, Lane Johnson, we mentioned last week that Lane Johnson on the offensive line was going to be back. They provided protection for him. Our biggest concern was that Aaron Donald was going to get to Carson Wentz. Following the putrid week by the Eagles offensive line against the Washington football team, we thought, well, all the more so, a man of the stature of Aaron Donald will for sure get to Carson Wentz. He didn't. He struggled against Carson Wentz. And the Rams front seven as a whole struggled against Carson Wentz. Despite that, Carson Wentz was extremely inaccurate. Did not put many balls where they were supposed to and looked very poor. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the game, his, there's no fans there. And yet the sound was they were booing him at his home field. It's unbelievable. And I saw I saw all over the place that they were um, interested, that, that, that fans were like, yeah, that was the right move and stuff like that. Um, but... Um, yeah, he threw two interceptions. He had 242 yards. He was he was just awful. I mean, it's time to if you're on the Carson Wentz train, I think it's time to hop off. Uh, I mean, he might have some games where he shows, you know, excellence and he shows like the, he shows his talent because he's very talented. Something's off. He would, he's been injured too many times. So we'll see what happens. I don't think it's time to jump off the train quite yet. I still have faith that he can improve, although it's looking very discouraging right now. I, I, if I were a betting man, I would bet on him not having a great NFL career. When I say great NFL career, I mean sticking around for 10 years. I don't know if he will, you know, and he does not look very convincing right now. And I, I'm very disgusted. I would want that personally thought after Carson Wentz in his second year, the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he got injured early in the year. I thought for sure he was going to have a success on a career. He looked great. And there was such a disappointment that he wasn't able to leave the Eagles through the playoffs and win that Super Bowl, Nick Foles did a great job. I don't know if Carson Wentz would have played as well as he did in the playoffs, but I was extremely discouraged by that. And I'm even more discouraged by Carson Wentz and the performance he's putting up. His quarterback rating on Sunday was 38.1. He threw two interceptions, no touchdown passes. He looked extremely inaccurate, like we said. And that was behind a good offensive line. I mean, a good defensive line. I mean, I don't know. Did he get sacked at all on Sunday? I, he had zero sacks. The, the, no, he uh, got sacked at once. He did not not get, get, uh, they had zero sacks on him. Once on Sunday, and Miles Sanders put up 95 yards um, and a touchdown on the ground. I mean, he had a solid day rushing. That that, that to the point to the that proves the point that their off, that their offensive line played much better last week. You can't blame it on the offensive line anymore. You have to blame it on Carson Wentz. But yeah, we'll put this point two to blame. This is definitely a week that you can blame on Carson Wentz. The and Los Angeles Rams. I mean, now they're two and zero, so they look really good, um, and. Uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Rams, but I think that they might be a real team and they, they might be attacking this year. Once again, that's that division, though, that's very hard to play in. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And you called last week that Jared Goff would, uh, would tear apart the Eagles defense, which he did, in fact, just do that. Um, and the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams offensive line is very good. And they were good against a good, very good Eagles pass. Eagles have an extremely good pass rush. But on 45 dropbacks, Jared Goff was only pressured on nine of them. And he took advantage 20 for 27. And he had 267 yards, three touchdowns through the air. Looked good. We'll see if Sean McVay's back. He looks back. He's putting in a system that's succeeding last week against the Cowboys, this week against the Eagles. We'll see if that'll continue. Yeah, uh, I mean, it should continue. It really should. Tyler Higby also looked excellent. He had three touchdown catches yesterday on Sunday. Wow. 
Wow, yeah, Tyler yeah. Higgins is a player that's been making strides throughout the last few years. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then let's discuss – who should we discuss? Let's discuss Trubisky briefly against the Giants. I mean, not a very exciting game here. There's no excitement. Listen, Trubisky's looked good the first two weeks of the season. I got to say, he, he's looking a little better. You, you had the, – the, the situation with Trubisky is interesting. 17-13 they won the Bears, right? 17-13. Yes, 17-13, he threw two touchdowns. Okay, so the, the situation with Trubisky is interesting because I think last year, Trubisky was in fact hurting the Bears. That's how bad he was. Because the Bears have a pretty good overall team. Their defense is very good. We saw that a few years ago as they brought them to the playoffs. And then literally, yes, they brought them to the playoffs. The defense did in fact. But this year, we see that Trubisky's playing a little better to the point where the Bears are able to win games because Trubisky's not holding them back anymore. Yeah, he's de- he's definitely doing enough to win football games, and that's the most important thing. Um, if he wasn't winning football games, if he was really hurting them, they would put Nick Foles in and, and let Nick Foles go out and play. Yeah, that's true. But that's what they need. That's my point. The Bears have a good enough team where all they need him to do is is is, is play good enough. They don't need him to be, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes out there. They need him to play well enough to the point they, they keep them in the game to win the game. They played against a poor Giants team, but still, he made some nice throws, made some bad throws, just like Trubisky-esque. Well, it's going to fall with Trubisky throughout the year. I'm really not a fan of him. I don't think he's going to have a good career, but, uh, you know, I don't know. what you think Trubisky's going to have a good career? No, I'm not a big fan of Mitch Trubisky. I mean, if he gets if, if he gets things going, if they can – I'm not sure really what his issue really is. I don't know if it's the bad offensive line. I don't – I don't know if it's, you know, I just, I don't think he's a good quarterback. And I think that, but I think that their defense will win, help them win football games and keep them in the game uh, enough times for them to win football games and maybe sneak into that seventh seed playoff spot. Those are the types of teams. The Bears are the type of team that love, that will love that seventh seed spot because th- that's made for those types of teams. And I think, I think you, you said, I don't know what his problem is. I think what his problem is, is his inconsistency. I think he has talent. We've seen him make big throws before. Last In week one, he made that big throw at the end of the game to win the game. The game-winning touchdown was a fantastic dime. And yet, he is so inconsistent. He fails to make those throws on a regular basis. And that's extremely um, you know, discouraging to me. I, I don't think that's ever going to get better, but we'll see. You know, It's just, it's just a prediction. Moving on to, the, uh, to Drew Locke, another young quarterback. Um, and he played, going up against the Steelers. Big Ben played very well in week one on Monday Night Football. Up and down this week, made some nice throws, not as good as last week. The receiving core, I got to say, I am so impressed. The Steelers always find a way to draft good receivers. It's unbelievable. It's insane. They find these guys, and they they know that they're going to work with Ben Roethlisberger, and they do. I mean, he threw for 311 yards, two touchdowns. He had an interception, but... He looked. He looked okay. He looked uh, like a Ben. Ro- he looked like an older Ben Roethlisberger should look. Yeah, he looked like an older Ben Roethlisberger, and he made some nice throws. He, like you said, that receiving core is unbelievable. I mean, it, if you look at the last 10, 15 years since Mike Tomlin's taken over for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've always had a top-notch receiver on that team. Whether it was Antonio Holmes, whether it was Antonio Brown, now they have Juju Smith-Schuster, and they have Claypool. They have pieces, and even James Washington, is, you know, is a solid number four. I think he's their fourth receiver. I mean, they really – they always find – And they have Deontay Johnson led the team in catches. Yeah. He's also been showing up recently, 92 yards and a touchdown. And, and, and they, they're they very replaceable. This is why the Steelers didn't necessarily hesitate to get rid of Antonio Brown. 
they're able to generate receivers at a better rate than probably any franchise. I, I mean, since I've been following football, I haven't seen a team that just never has never has holes in the receiving core. I mean, very rarely, at least. Yeah, they're, they're good with it. They they're, are. They draft them very well. They do. And they're drafting all well the defensive side, too. TJ Watt, you know, continues his performance at a, to perform at a high level. He's, he's you know, for, through the first two to the season – making a case for potentially being the defensive player of the year. We'll see how that plays out, but the Steelers are able to start the season at 2-0. But on the uh, Denver side, we have to talk Drew Locke injured. Um, that's going to, you know, that brought in Jeff, Jeff Driscoll, um, who came out, and he played an, a good game for someone who, for as a backup. I mean, he had two, 256 yards, two touchdowns, threw an interception. He almost had the game. I mean, he I think he got sacked on the last play on fourth down or something like that. But um, he, he kept them in the game the entire time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I was considering he got sacked six times. He was under pressure all day. It's a very Seven good times. I think he was sacked seven. Was he sacked seven? In any case, I mean, he was under pressure all day. Yeah, seven sacks. But considering the circumstances, he played well. But um, he was put into an impossible situation. And uh, Drew Locke being out for six weeks is going to hurt. Not that the Broncos had much of a chance beforehand. But uh, I think this Broncos team is uh, not looking so good. For 2020, what do you think? <laughs> no, I definitely don't think they're going to ha- have – they're not going anywhere this year. I mean, they're probably going to end up, like, fighting for the first seed at the end of the season with every other team. Agreed. But um, but a team that is going somewhere, and I think one of the best teams in the league this year are the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers continued to play at a high level. I mean, he was, again, for two weeks in a row, one of the, played one of the best performances of all quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Aaron Jones showed up to play against the Lions, 236 yards and three touchdowns from scrimmage. Unbelievable. Packers defeated the Lions handily, really had a grip on this game from the beginning. Lions went up to a 7 nothing lead early, and the Packers took over. And Aaron Rodgers looking great. I mean, not quite as dominant as he was last week, but they put up 42 points. They doubled up the Lions, and the Lions are in trouble at 0-2. But we'll get to that in a second. But, man, Aaron Rodgers looking good. He's a bad man again. It's bad, man. Um, yeah, it was 14-3 after the first quarter, and then Aaron Rodgers was like, hey, it's time to go, and, and took over. Um, yeah. Right, that's right, 14-3, yeah. And for all but, fantasy, Jones, uh, you know, he, he's back. Look at that. Yeah, that's him. he had a huge game, 168 yards just on the ground alone, two touchdowns, and then he had 68 receiving yards um, and a touchdown there too, and he had a 30-yard touchdown run, uh, touchdown catch actually. And a seven-five-yard um, touchdown on a very long seven, it, it, Unbelievable game from him. Aaron Rodgers is here to play. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He he wants to win. He wants that division back. It's his division, and he wants it. Yes, I agree. And it looks like, it, it, like you said, it's his division for the taking. Trubisky not looking good. Stafford not looking good. The Lions could be in trouble. I mean, listen, they're only two. When was the last time they weren't in trouble? That's true. What's this Lions team going to do? For them? They're always been in a state of medi- mediocrity. I mean, when are they ever going to get out of it? I like Stafford, but at the end of the day, he's not good enough where if you don't surround him with talent, they're not going to go anywhere. When they get rid of Matthew Stafford, and I'm not saying Matthew Stafford's a bad quarterback. It's just the system's not right for him. It's, it's Matthew Stafford. You put him with Bill Belichick, I think he, it's a different game. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But um, – I'm not, I think that when they switch up their quarterback, that's when they'll do much better. Yeah, I, I listen, I, I agree with you. I, 
I don't think Matthew Stafford's great for the system per se. I do think he's a good quarterback. I, I, I also think he might he's like I said, he's just not good enough to put this mediocre line team in the playoffs. I mean, for years, I mean, how many times has he made the playoffs in his career? So for years they've just been sitting in this, well, the lines might be good this year, but I don't know. I don't think that it's okay. the same lines every year. That's one of those teams that you know going to the year, they're probably not gonna make the playoffs, but make but be competitive against some good teams. And it doesn't help them because they end up right outside the playoffs, they end up with a bad draft pick. And it, it, I don't understand it. it. When you don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. But you know who is playing very well, and you know who is about to go win their division this year? Who's that? Josh Allen. Josh Allen, baby. Josh Allen is playing out of his mind, Rocky. It is he unbelievable. He had 417 yards, four touchdowns. I know it was against the Dolphins. They had a delay in the middle, but he played out of his mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Josh Allen was great. Josh Allen looked great. He looked sharp. Uh, he's showing off that arm strength. He's showing off the talent that the Bills have. They picked up some new receivers. Like Stephon Diggs looking great. 153 yards and a touchdown. They had three receivers with 70-plus receiving yards. Uh, yeah. Josh Brown is at two speedsters on that team. And they have Cole Beasley. Uh, they, they have talents in Buffalo. They really do. And they're off to a quick 2-0 start. Tom Brady not in that division anymore. We'll get to the Patriots in a minute. With Tom Brady not in that division anymore, the Bills have a legit chance to win this division. Yeah, uh, it, I think that the Buffalo Bills are running away with this division. Josh Allen looks hungry. I don't know if you saw the play, Rocky, but did you see where he stiff-armed the linebacker? It I was, didn't. Uh, if I can find it, I'll pull it up. But he just – he looked so hungry to win. He loved it. Four, I mean, 417 yards – for Josh Allen, someone, I mean, even in the late in the fourth quarter when they could have just kind of ran the ball to, you know, secure the first down or they went out and then, no, Josh Allen went out and threw the ball, trusted his arm, shows his strength. Uh, he's a really good quarterback. He's also another quarterback that will be in the MVP. There about, there's about five quarterbacks, four or five quarterbacks this year that will be talked about in the NFL uh, MVP race. Wait, so you're going on the record right now and saying that Josh Allen is going to be in the MVP race this year. You're, I think you're that. Going- I think that there's a good chance. I don't know. He's very inconsistent. He had two great games. Last year, he had an okay ending. Um, this year, he looks hungry. There's no Patriots in the division. I mean, I'm not going to say there's no Patriots. I'm not a fan of the Patriots in the division. Um, and I think that the Bills have an easier road, especially even if the Patriots do become that same Patriots where they take the division again. There's still going to be a seventh seed. There's still going to be another seed for them. Um, I think that the Bills are a dangerous defense is very good. We'll see what happens. I think, no, that, I I think that Josh Allen can be. I think that he won't be an MVP. I don't think he'll get a vote for MVP, but he'll be in that discussion for MVP. Yeah, and they can feast on a bad division. Look, the last two weeks, they, they put the hammer down on the Jets and the Dolphins. They feasted on it. I mean, I mean, they're both close games, relatively close games, but they beat both them. And Josh Allen put up great form. Last week also, he had 312 yards and two touchdowns. He played very well last week and showed his legs. I mean, he's been playing well. But I think we should. I think it'll be interesting because we put a few polls out this week. One poll we put out was who will have a better career, Joe Burrow or Baker Mayfield. Surprisingly, almost everyone picked Joe Burrow. I mean, that was unbelievable. But I think we should put out a poll this week about who's, who, who do you think will, is most likely to win MVP this year, which quarterback, let's say. And we'll do a few quarterbacks. That'll be interesting. Stay tuned on the Twitter account. I think we should certainly do a poll like that. Definitely, definitely should do a poll. We'll have to do uh, create one. We'll have to tell uh, we'll have to tell Jeff lot. to uh, create one for us. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, because, no, it is interesting. There's intriguing MVP candidates this year. I think that Kyler Murray is one and Josh Allen is one. And they're both quarterbacks that can run the football. You know, it's interesting. There's so many running quarterbacks in the league behind Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the Russell best. Russell Wilson. Can't forget Russell Wilson, Rocky. Russell Wilson, the best these are. I mean, you got to say, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson are four of the six or seven best quarterbacks in football now, probably. And they, they're all, they can all, they're all, they can all, you know, beat you with their legs. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, they sure can. They, they look, they all, they're all having amazing seasons. We'll see who stays consistent. Last year, we yeah. saw Mahomes and Lamar and Russell stay consistent. You know, we'll see if the young guys, Josh Allen, um, even Baker, I consider him young. Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray. Um, we'll see if they can stay consistent as well with, yeah. you know, like and, Lamar and Mahomes. Yeah, and it's not just about them being like a run-first quarterback per se. Like, like Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson have incredible, unbelievably athletic speed. I don't think Patrick Mahomes, you know, is on the same level as that per se, or Baker Mayfield. But these are guys that can beat you with their legs. You cannot... This you, you can't forget about the fact that they can run. Whereas you have guys in the past like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Phil Rivers. These guys they, they were not they didn't they were not very athletic quarterbacks. They were able to beat you in different ways in the pocket. They were able to get the the ball out quick. They can beat you in so many different ways. But these weren't necessarily players that you had to be worried about the running threat. Whereas Baker Mayfield, even the less athletic quarterbacks in today's game, are players that have to be watched out for on the running side of the ball. And, of course, that includes Lamar Jackson, who uh, handled the Texans this week, put up a good performance. Not Last week against the Browns, he was spectacular. Um, he rushed more this week. And you see that the Ravens can beat him in so many different ways. Last week, the Browns took away the rushing game from Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And he said, you beat us through the air. And guess what Lamar did? He beat them through the air. And this week, the Texans said, we're not going to let you pass as well as you did last week against the Browns. And he said, no problem. I'll rush the ball. The Ravens can beat you in so many different ways. Yeah, the Ravens are playing out of their minds. Uh, their defense looks great. Marcus Peters had a pick yesterday. Uh, when I say yesterday, I mean Sunday. Um, I keep thinking like it was Monday that we're recording this because that's when we did it last week. Um, but Marcus Peters had a pick. If you saw the pick, he he was in man coverage, and he just he read the play and got to it. I think he's like the leader. I would call him the leader of that defense in some ways, um, he stepped up big, especially after the exit of Earl Thomas. And everyone, even I thought, like, well, who's going to replace Earl Thomas? They don't seem to need a replacement. They seem to be playing great defense. Clay Campbell's just pressuring the quarterback every single play. I, I want to say he got to the quarterback. Like, I know he had a sack. He had one sack, um, but he was just all over the field. Um, it's stopping the run game just chasing down Deshaun Watson, who is so hard to bring down, by the way. He was, he was scrambling. They, they struggled to chase him, um, but they were able to get to him. And they caused a lot of damage, the Ravens. And they're, they're a serious team. Uh, and Lamar Jackson, like you said, had 204 yards. He didn't look great. He had a touchdown, no interceptions. Um, he had a couple sacks. He looks like he's trying to get more comfortable in the pocket. So... And when he takes a sack, he looks like he's comfortable, you know, not just not just always having to scramble. Um, and then the Ravens rushing game, each uh, running back there is just putting in every play. They're, they're giving it every, every play. They're giving it all they have. 
they're they're getting the yards they're all i mean it's like weird it's no running back there it has the 100 yards but every single guy is having 50 yards or so so it's it's crazy when you have four running backs getting 50 yards or three running backs and a quarterback all getting 50 yards it looks really good yeah no question the ravens running game is legit and i think on the other side of the ball deshaun watson uh, contrary maybe to the score, he played a good game. He played a good game. 275 yards. He threw a bad interception, like we mentioned, to Marcus Peters at the end of the first half. Costly turnovers for the Texans was a story in this game. I think if it wasn't for the turnovers, this would have been a much closer game. But uh, the Ravens forced them and credit to them for doing that. They had a defensive touchdown on LG Fort. LG Fort. What's his name? LG Fort, right? LG Fort, yeah. LJ. LJ. LJ Fort picked up a fumble, returned for a touchdown. That yeah. was costly. But Deshaun Watson, listen. He, he played a good game. I, I really think he, he hit on some nice deep balls. Um, and, and, and he continues to show, he, he, he continues to show us that he could be one of the best quarterbacks. In this Texans team needs more around them. I think the receiving core is good. I think the offense is good. I just think that that defense needs to improve. I think they need – he needs to play a little better. He needs to play, he's, he's been good. He needs to play a little better if he wants to be the Sean Watson that we all envision him to be. Their secondary looks awful. And yes. that's definitely not helping them at all. But, yeah, like you said, Deshaun Watson, he's oh, – I mean, he should be every year, you know, a top-ranked quarterback in the league. He's an excellent quarterback. David Johnson, I mean, last week had a much better game. This week only had 11 carries for 34 yards. The Ravens just stuffed the run. Um, so that was interesting. Um, but we'll see what happens. The Ravens the Ravens shut down the, the, the Houston Texans. But like you said, Deshaun Watson still had a good game. He was caught scrambling a lot. but. We'll see what happens with the with the Houston. Texans. Yeah, certainly. And Deshaun Watson's been doing more damage with his arm than with his legs recently. But I'll tell you one guy that hasn't been doing much damage with any, and that's Philip Rivers. No, I'm just kidding. He has had it. No, he had a he had a pretty good week this week. He, I think he personally, you know, watching some of the film in that game, I think it was very game managing like performance for Philip Rivers. Uh, they feasted on the Vikings team that looked terrible. Kirk Cousins looked terrible. I mean, he looked, their looked, defense awful also. Awful. I mean, the Vikings just look terrible. They're off to an 0-2 start. And the Colts are, the Colts are a very talented team. And this is a, a Colts team that we know now. The rushing game, Jonathan Taylor with Marlon Mack, I believe, injured, right? Is he out for the year? Marlon Mack is out for the year. He's out for the year. So we know Jonathan Taylor is going to take the bulk of the carries. He had 26 carries for 101 yards on Sunday. And His first just- NFL start. And his first NFL start. So fantasy owners, I would certainly recommend. Obviously, everyone has that. But maybe, you know, that's a player to watch out for. And uh, Phil Rivers is able to take advantage of a strong running game, good play action, um, slowly marching the ball down the field, not, not making any big plays. A great performance by the offensive line in the first two weeks of the season. The Colts have only allowed Phil Rivers to be pressured on 13 of his snaps. Um, which is an incredible figure. So we see that Phil Rivers is being taking taking advantage of good talent around him. Yeah, he sure is. He, I, he was using all his receivers, like you said. They were all getting catches. Um, but the Vikings are just an awful team. They have no defensive line. They were not stopping the run. The Colts looked like they were the Colts. Like, uh, and, and Philip Rivers looked like young – they made him look like young Philip Rivers. Um so we'll see what happens. I mean, they're not going to have such an easy uh, – I mean, they have an easy schedule, if you ask me. They have the Jets, Bears, Browns, Bengals, Lions. Then they have to play the Ravens. So, like, they should have some wins. Um, and they might – you know, there's definitely a spot for them in the playoffs because of yeah. that seventh seed. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're a talented team. I agree. There's there's a potential spot for them in the playoffs. Um, we'll see how far Phil Burris can take them. But this is a game I wanted to get to. I think probably the most exciting game of the week and the most intriguing was the actually second most I'll say Chargers Chiefs. Um, Chargers almost pulled off a huge upset. Justin Herbert, a late scratch. Tyrod Taylor was Justin Herbert was told he was going to start for this game only only a few minutes before the game started. And he played well. He played well and almost put the Chargers in a position. I mean, almost put the Chargers in a position to win the game. Yeah, 311 yards, one touchdown. He had the interception. It was actually a, a big rookie mistake interception, trying yes. to throw the ball across his body while running the other way. It's a classic rookie mistake, um, but he'll definitely learn. I always liked Justin Herbert. I liked him in college a lot. I thought he was great. I thought if he came in a year earlier, he would have been probably even picked even higher than he was this year. I mean, he was – Really good in college. Um, Austin Eckler, I think that he is capable of having a much bigger game than he is. I think that with Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler will shine much more um, than he does with Tyra Taylor. But in, in all, I think that Patrick Mahomes, the, the question is what happened to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs more than it is that the Chargers did very well because I think that when you're the Chiefs, and I've seen it happen before where a, a rookie, especially when it comes to the rookie quarterbacks, or a quarterback, a backup quarterback, where they get the they get the tap, you know, a few minutes before kickoff, and they're just and the other team doesn't really have that their defense doesn't really prep. Tyra Taylor is more a conservative quarterback for Justin Herbert, who likes to get out there and scramble and move around and sh- and and use, you know, shows off different strengths and likes to throw the ball first. The conservative Tyra Taylor. So the Chiefs are weren't prepared for a Justin Herbert. I don't know, you know, if they go through, I don't know how practice looks. I don't know if they go through, oh, in case Justin Herbert plays, this is what we do. Um, so it, Justin Herbert had, had the advantage of being able to go out there, play football against a team that wasn't really prepped for him. Um, on the other side, the Chiefs just didn't look like they were doing much. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. Figures out a way to, 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 to get the ball down the field every single time he has the ball. He figures out a way to get down there. Um, there's some drop passes, but it is, he threw, I don't think he had any touchdowns. Uh, oh, he threw two touchdowns. Yeah. He threw two touchdowns. Um, they, uh, it was a Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey caught him. So I don't know, but Mahomes has a big game coming up this week. So he better, they have to put on their A game if they want to beat the Ravens. Yes. They're playing Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens. And, uh, I agree with you, uh, Patty Mahomes somehow finds a way to squeeze out victories, even when he doesn't play at as high of a level as we know he can play, which no, no exception. He didn't play fantastic. He played, he played a solid game. Didn't play. Chargers, can, Chargers match up well with the Chiefs, and we saw that on Sunday. But Justin Herbert is a guy that, you're right, made some great throws, made some bad rookie mistakes. You mentioned the one interception. Made some rookie mistakes. And this is going to be – using Tyron Taylor that we're going to start again this season? I think, that, I think so. I think that – Tyra Taylor is their starting quarterback. They're going to go back to Tyra Taylor. Um, I think that for a little bit, I don't think it's the, you know, they're going to see how much, how many wins Tyra Taylor can get them. And he won last week. Um, if he continue, like I said, it's all about winning football games. If Tyra Taylor is winning them football games, they're going to play with him. As soon as they, you know, he loses them five games, they're going to bring in Justin Herbert, see if he can do anything special. A lot of times, you know, we saw that with Lamar Jackson when he came in to take over for Joe Flacco, he started playing very well. Obviously he's an MVP quarterback now. But at the time, he wasn't an MVP quarterback. We didn't think of him as an MVP quarterback. So Justin Herbert may have that advantage as well of coming into play for uh, Tyra Taylor. Um, but yeah. I think that the Chiefs 
the sorry, the Chargers defense is underrated. And and the fact that they held Mahomes to 23 points in, in overtime and almost beat them is unbelievable. And it took two 58-yard kicks by Harrison Butker, including the game winner in overtime, to, to beat the Chargers. Well, was three, he technically took three. It was a false start, timeout, and then he kicked it. So, yes, it was wild finish to an, a, a crazy game. A crazy game and another crazy game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Atlanta Falcons. Cowboys go fourth quarter down by 15, and Dak Prescott found a way to pull this one off and save the Cowboys from going 0-2. And I mean, the, the the Falcons are just awful. I mean, I'm not sure what's wrong with them. They had a big lead, like we said, going into the fourth quarter, um, and then they just blew it. They, I mean, their minds looked like they went blank on that onside kick. I, I just don't understand the onside kick. What's with, any Falcons, sense. what's with the Falcons in blowing second-half leads? I don't know. They seem to do it, it all the time. Get it together. I know. Um, but Dak <laughs> Prescott, 450 yards, only threw a touchdown, but has three rushing touchdowns by himself. Um, he he looked hungry to win the football game. Um, Zeke had a rushing touchdown, but he was throwing the ball to everybody on on, on that fourth quarter. He was just the, – the Cowboys looked hungry. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he absolutely – well, Dak Prescott really – rebounded from his underwhelming performance last week against the Rams, started off poorly in the first half. He really got going in the second half against the Falcons. And, but it's still, this is how big of a deficit they dug themselves into. After all that and the great performance he put up, they needed a lucky onside kick. And the, the new, the new, with the new rules of the onside kick, this thing is never recovered. I mean, it, it, it wasn't likely to recover it before they enforced the new rule. And then... <coughs> Even more unlikely, and the fact that the Cowboys were somehow able to recover it doesn't really say much about the Cowboys. More just says what the heck were the Falcons doing? Yeah, I mean the Falcons. If anything, if you remember last year, the Falcons knew all about recovering onside kicks. They recovered two of them in one game last year. The Falcons. So I don't know. They just let that ball roll, but that was one of the best onside kicks I've ever seen. Um, what an amazing finish to a really good game, high scoring, exciting game. Um, and you know, the fact that it was, what was it? It was like 29 to 10 at the half, um, or something like that. So yeah, once again, Atlanta blew another 20 point lead, um, or a 19 point lead, I should say. So yeah, yeah, Dallas looks good. I mean, I'm not like, I've never been a big fan of Dallas. I think they're very talented. Um, I think that, but we'll see, they got the Seahawks next week, then they're going to play the Browns and then they get, I mean, they have a tough schedule, the Giants, it's division Cardinals. Um, so they, they have a tough division, not a tough division. The division's not the tough, but their division games will be tough. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the Falcons, listen, they have Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, a great one, two punch, but they, they don't look very good for the first two weeks of the season. They haven't looked good in a while. You know, this is a team that, that made the Super Bowl just a few years ago. And since then has failed to do any real damage, made the playoffs once the year following that. And since then has not made the playoffs, has not done damage in the NFL. This is concerning. Um, would love to see them do better. But uh, perhaps I think maybe the best or second best game of the week was on Sunday Night Football. Uh, what a game between the Seahawks and the Patriots. Cam Newton surprised us all. I mean, the guy threw for 397 yards, rushed for 47 yards. 
He accounted for 95% of the Patriots' offense. What a performance it was by Cam Newton. He was tearing up that Seahawks defense. He was driving the ball down the field consistently. They were running the ball up their throats. The the Patriots were really succeeding against the Seahawks defense in all facets of the game. Yeah, um, it was so unfortunate for the Patriots that they couldn't win that game after such an amazing performance from Cam Newton. Um, like you said, he was he he had three touchdowns. He threw threw one, scored two. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, they looked really really good. Russell Wilson though, two eighty eight yard, um, five touchdowns, an interception. It's unbelievable, five touchdowns to throw in a, you know against a really good secondary. So um, I mean, they're a beat up secondary, but they're a good secondary. Um, I didn't agree, and, and I told someone this last night, I, I will never disagree with any head coach in the NFL because I'm not on the field. I don't know the game like them. But I didn't agree with the last play call to run it like that. Um, but that was the play call, and the, the Seahawks came up with a big stop, and it's all about winning football games. I don't care how many points you gave up. I don't care how many mistakes you made throughout the whole game. If you come up with the big stop at the end of the game to win the football game, you win the football game. You're you're the hero of the day. So that's what they did, um, and they looked good. The Seahawks. It was a great game. Excellent game. Great game, and unbelievably enough, the last three matchups between these two teams have ended at the one yard line, which is a crazy statistic. Yeah. Obviously, um, when they faced off in the Super Bowl, and that controversial call, but this was also controversial in the same fashion. Not as big of a stage, but in the same fashion. You know why three seconds left. Before the play, before they snapped the ball, if they would have thrown the ball, it likely would have been the last play of the game either way. But you can clearly see the Seahawks were anticipating a run there. Yeah, uh, and they were up Cam Newton. He didn't gain anything. Barely got back to the line of scrimmage. I don't even know if he did. So certainly that call was controversial. But it doesn't take away what he did throughout the game. Like I said, no. counted ninety-five percent of the Patriots' offense. He made fifteen completions of ten yards or more. Um, I think the biggest problem is Cam Newton looked great. I, I was very critical of him. After week one, didn't look great. Looked mediocre against Dolphins. I still think he's going to be a, uh, a he's going to be a solid quarterback. I think he can throw the. He's got a lot of talent. We've seen that throughout his career. He's, he's got to stay healthy, though. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. Um, if the rushing ability can come back, uh, that's 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 good. He can be a good quarterback because he still has the ability to throw. He has a good arm. He can make runs. He can make throws on the run. He can really do a lot of damage to opposing defenses. But he does it. He does it in an extremely inconsistent rate. He's done that in the past. And uh, we'll see if he can continue this year. I don't know if I have so much confidence in him to continue to play at a high level, but I certainly think he can be good enough to lead this Patriots team to the playoffs. And I also think that they need more receivers. I mean, Julian Edelman, the guy's 34 years old, and he caught eight of his 11 targets for 179 uh, yards through the air on Sunday night. I mean, that tells me that if he's relying on a 34-year-old to do everything for him. They need more receivers in New England. Yeah. No, they're going to need a lot more receivers. Um, but we'll see what happens with the with the Patriots. They have a lot of question marks. Their defense looks like they have a lot of question marks. The Seahawks look great. Russell Wilson, again, will be an MVP talks once again. Um, DK Metcalf is unreal. He's, I mean, that he, I mean, we know he's a six, four beast, but he had 92 yards, you know, four catches, but, he looks like he's going to be a real red zone tar- uh, you know, target, and it's going to be hard to stop in the red zone for any any defense. Yeah, no, DK Metcalf looks DK Metcalf looks legit, and uh, Russell Wilson, as you mentioned, five touchdown passes to five different receivers. He's yeah. able to spread the ball throughout the field. 
And the Patriots have a very good secondary, and he was able to exploit them nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Let's finish up. The yeah, I mean, we definitely we forgot to. We have to talk about um, what happened in uh, with the uh, 49ers this week, Rocky. I think we skipped that. Oh, we forgot about Jimmy G and the 49ers. Jimmy G and the, that was one of the uh, crazy games last week. Yes. Um, let's try. Let's cover that. So, right. So, Jimmy G, he bounced back big time. He bounced back big time uh, last week to put off a terrible performance. I mean, an absolutely terrible, one of the worst quarterback performances last week, this week, was able to take advantage of a very bad Jet team, put up 31 points. He bounced back, but he got injured. I mean, just the 49ers luck. And they suffered from several injuries, not just this week or last. You mentioned even last week, you already mentioned about the 49ers injuries concerns. With Richard Sherman, one of their starting wide receivers was out, and now they lose Nick Bosa for the year with a torn ACL. Yeah, I mean, they also lost Solomon Thomas. He seems to be out for the year with an ACL injury. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll see what his ankle, they still think he might be able to play Sunday. But um, he looks very questionable. Yeah, we said Nick Bosa's done for the season. They have no running backs. If you uh, Mostert's out. Uh, well, he's doubtful. Um, Tevin Coleman probably will not be playing. So it's going to get interesting with the 49ers. Um, but the Jets looked awful. Sam Darnold's not a good quarterback. Um, he didn't play an awful game. He didn't have any interceptions, you know, no big mistakes. Um, but the 49ers, I mean, the first play of the game was an 80-yard, you know, rushing play um, from Raheem Mostert for a touchdown. So that really has sparked something for the 49ers, and they, they were able to do enough um, to help them win. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, listen, Jimmy G bounced back big. It's such a shame that he had to get injured on the week that he really showed to people, okay, he'll be legit. He can still be a good quarterback. I'll be it against the poor Jets team, but – We'll see how he performs moving forward. And then the last game of the week, Monday night, proved our point. Actually, we were wrong in a bunch of points last week. We were right in that Drew Brees looks to be on the decline. Yeah, he didn't look like he had such a good game. His his big play, I mean, Michael Thomas was out this week, so that definitely hurt him. Um, But he still doesn't look like he's a good quarter. He doesn't look like he's having such a good game. Like a good, I mean, his bet, his number one receiver was Alvin Kamara. You know, like that's your running back. That's you know, that's not helping. That's not going to help you when you're trying to win big football games. You can't. Well, I think that's be, I think that's because, uh, like we mentioned last week, he is going more to the checkdowns, more to the short passes, more to the intermediate game. And Alvin Kamara is a very good target. He gets open a lot, and he's also a running back. So running backs get open a lot. They're not covered as as harshly. So I think that. That's why he's turning down Camara more than any other receiver. Right, but checkdowns aren't going to help you win a big when you have to drive the field. Like if he, like, I actually you saw it last night when it was late in the game. He couldn't make big plays to drive the field. Now he drove the field very quickly, but but lost a lot of time doing it. And you know, he, they didn't have enough time to get you know have another play. It was just. No, you're right. It took him. He, it, he doesn't have a two minute drill. Is what I'm trying to say. It's a four minute drill. Yes, yes. If he could have made more big plays that last drive of the game, they would have had a chance to stop the Raiders and take the ball back and drive down again. You're right. It, it was uh, it was too slow. It was like I said, it was only like a four minute drive, like you said, but it was still it was five yards, ten yards, five yards, seven yards. He doesn't have that big playability anymore, and that's concerning. I he doesn't. He, I I think we'll see how Drew Brees progresses throughout the season. He certainly, like I said, looks to be on the decline. On the other side of the ball, Derek Carr. Played very well. Played well last night in a, in a big win against the Saints. Darren Waller's legit, don't you think? Catch 12 of his 16 targets over 100 yards. A lot of receptions. He's all over the place. He's able to catch the ball on all sides of the field. Yeah, I really liked Derek Carr last night also. I think that um, 
he found a way to win a football game at the end. Uh, 282 yards, three touchdowns, um, three different receivers. That yeah, Darren Waller is playing out of his mind. Um, there's a bright future for him in the NFL. Uh, as long as he's – and he seems like a guy who looks hungry and he wants to play. So, definitely a big future for him there. Absolutely. We'll the, Ra- the Raiders are a good team. I mean, yeah. that last year we made a lot of fun of them, and we made fun of them when they made the trades. Um, and they got rid of Khalil Mack and stuff. And, and then they had Antonio Brown and that whole – you know, that whole fiasco. But uh, – and they – and we got we kind of I, – I went – I was like, what are they thinking when they signed a coach for 10 years? Um, yeah. You know, but it might pay off. I mean, they're starting off two and zero. He's looks like he's coaching well. Um, Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's a he's a future running back, and and he'll be around for a long time. I mean, he had twenty seven carries, one hundred uh, not hundred eighty eight yards. Um, but you know, they're he's a good running back, and there's a bright future for the for for, for Vegas in their new home, their new stadium, first win, new stadium, and they have started the season off two and zero. And we'll see what's in store for the Las Vegas Raiders. And we'll wrap that up. There's been a lot of injuries, and yet we'll discuss that next time. I think we're running out of time. So we'll discuss that next time about all the injuries. Saquon Barkley's a big one towards ACL. We mentioned Nick Poles. We'll mention all that. We just want to get to the NBA for a few minutes because Anthony Davis on Sunday night made an incredible game-winning three-pointer. Lakers took a 2-0 lead in the series against the Nuggets. Listen to this, AD and LeBron <clears throat> combined, right? I think at 57 points, 57 points, shot close to 50% from the field, maybe 48% from the field combined. They took over. This was a story of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yeah, um, I didn't see the game. Um, I was watching um, football, but um, that was an unbelievable shot. I saw the shot, uh, an unbelievable shot. That's really all I saw. But uh, I think that Denver um, that has really no chance here. LeBron looks hungry. He said he was pissed off when he didn't get when he only got 16 for uh, M- uh, MVP votes. So we'll see how he plays. He looks hungry, LeBron, and he he looks like he really wants to win. Yeah. Um, and and Denver, Denver. I mean, the Clippers looked awful. So for Denver um, to be playing the way they you know they are and and they're staying in the game. They're, they're, I think they win one, maybe, but and maybe it's tonight, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, and uh, listen, Denver's no slouch. We saw that. They, Jokic and Murray also went for a combined uh, 55 points. I mean, Jokic yeah. was 20 from the field with 30 points and nine assists. Like, the guy's a beast. He's an absolute beast. He made a couple clutch shots at the end of the game, and he put he put them on top with uh, less than tw- with about 24, 23 seconds to go with a, a mini hook shot in the lane. He put them up 103-102 before AD hit an incredible game-winning three-pointer. Jokic is legit, but the problem is they're just – it's too much. LeBron and AD, like you said, LeBron's hungry for a championship, and that's not surprising. But what is surprising is what Miami is doing. They went up 2-0 against the Celtics. Now the Celtics cut the lead in half. Uh, you think the Heat are going to roll to the NBA Finals, don't you? I think that the Heat are the best team in the East. They were the best team in the bubble in the East. Um, they steamrolled the best team in the NBA. They steamrolled the Pacers. I think Jimmy Butler is as hungry as LeBron James is, maybe even hungrier. And and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Drogic and uh, Kelly Olynyk and Jamie and Crowder, they all are out there playing their hearts out. I probably Bam Bam by Bam's playing. Bam had a block on in game two that 
was one of the most incredible blocks I've I've seen. Um, so we'll see. I think Miami is the best team. I think that Boston has little to no chance. Even with Kemba Walker, Jace, they have talent. They have talent, Celtics. Not talented enough. Um, I think that uh, a lot of it has been coming from Brad Stevens, but um, Eric Spolcher is just as good as the coaches. I mean, Brad Stevens is great. Eric Spolcher is also really good. So we'll see what that, you know, I think that he's able to stick with his coaching and out coach him because he has more talent, better talent. Yes. Listen, I think they have more talent. The Heat has proved to everyone that they can be legit. They're literally two games away from the NBA Finals. But at the same time, I don't think it's I think it's too early to rule out the Celtics just because this is a team with talent. I know they don't have Kyrie Ring anymore, but they're replacing with a very talented Kevin Walker. They were able to cut the lead in half last time. I mean, Jalen Brown went 11 for 17 with 26 points in the last game. Uh, they, you know, they, they still have talent. They still have Jalen Brown. They still have Jason Tatum. They, they, they're still a tough beat. They're talented. But I think that Miami is just a better team. Um, but okay. I, yeah, and, yeah. I wonder if there's anything else. Really, that's really all we have for this week, is there? I think um, that's it. And I did get, you know, people asking me. So if we can get to some questions real quick, a lot of people asking me about, you know, fantasy advice um, because I love all the injuries. And I was trying to explain to people that unfortunately, when you have injuries on your fantasy team, numerous injuries. You know, a lot of times everyone's like, well, that's not a fair trade. Well, when, you know, people are like, oh, you know, it's not a fair trade. And I'm like, well, you don't have much of a choice. Like you're trying, you have to replace the player. Sometimes you're going to have to give up more. Yeah. And, and that's big, my big advice so far. Um, but I'm definitely, I think that next time we, we speak, uh, next, our next podcast should definitely uh, include some fantasy advice. Um, we're going to get to that as well as we might be doing a YouTube live. Is that correct, Rocky? What are we thinking? Correct. That's it's a correct. teaser. We're giving out a teaser here. Um, so we have, yeah. a, we have a lot coming up, though. Big week coming up, big week three. We'll probably do a review either uh, on Thursday, maybe. I think we'll have a new we'll, – uh, what do you think, Rocky? Yeah, I think Thursday's probably uh, probably when we'll get things done. Uh, YouTube Live, very exciting. Me and my C are currently across the country from each other, but in a few weeks we'll be in person with each other, potentially with our NFL expert, Bob. We haven't had him on in a while. Yeah. He has a lot to say. Uh, very knowledgeable. Always very knowledgeable when it comes to the sport of football and other sports, but primarily he's our NFL analyst. So we'll get him on there. YouTube live is going to be exciting. Little teaser. We'll see. Um, it's not 100%, but it's in the works. Um, we'll see. And we'll, we'll get your thoughts on that if that's something you're interested in. But we'd probably do it either way if you're not interested in it. So uh, we don't really respond to it. Of course, we care about your opinion. Please, on your input. Um, and reach out to us with any questions, with any concerns, with any suggestions. To Rocky and Meisty at Rocky and Meisty on Twitter, at Rocky and Meisty on Instagram. And I think we'll wrap up with that, Meisty. Yes, sounds good. You guys have a good week. You too.